0: Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Pace is a place with
1: the helpful hardware, folks. FS podcast for Wednesday, June 22nd, covering the slate of MLB games. we got a full slate. We're going to get into that in second. Seven day games, eight night games, so a nice even slate. Before we jump in, I am James Seltzer. Let me welcome in my co-host, Mr. Benny Ricciardi. What up, brother? Yeah,
2: not too much. Uh, just looking over the slate here, got a lot of good pitching early on and a lot of really bad pitching late, so I think it's a... Slate. I'd spend up early on my pitching and go go after some of these big bats in the later games today.
1: I love that advice, and we'll give you a few of those sneaky pitching options at night too. Because while it is a rough slate of pitching, there are a couple guys i like. We'll get into that. Let's run down the slate real quick, and we'll jump in. The day starts out at twelve ten in Miami as Atlanta comes to town. John Gant, not Ron Gant, John Gant. Taking on the lefty, Adam Conley. 105 start in New York as uh, the New York Yankees and the, their uh, slate with the Rockies hosting John Gray, the righty, against C.C. Sabathia, the never-aging lefty. Somehow getting it done at, at a million years old. 110 start also in New York, uh, across town in Queens. Noah Syndergaard and the Mets host the lefty, Danny Duffy, and the Royals. Get on to a 210 start in Houston as the Angels are in town. Matt Shoemaker and his ridiculous strikeout streak on the line here going up against Lance McCullers and the uh, Astros a couple of righties there another righty righty battle in Town is at Wrigley the St. Louis Cardinals head into town Michael Waka taking on Jake Arrieta uh, backing up that Cy Young season pretty nicely uh, then we head into Oakland 335 start as uh, Milwaukee and Junior Guerra heading into town to take on Daniel Megden Mengden, there we go, in the A's, uh, and then we uh, round out the day slate with a 407 start in Toronto as Jay Ahab, the lefty, and the, the Blue Jays host lefty Robbie Ray, and the D-backs. Getting to the main slate, starting at 7.05 as the Orioles host the Padres, Ebaldo Jimenez versus Eric Johnson. Certainly some hitter action there, I'm assuming. Uh, 7.05 start as well in Pittsburgh, as Francisco Liriano hosts the, the Giants, and Jeff Martinez is having a nice season out in San Francisco. Uh, move on to a couple 7.10 starts. The first in Boston is Eduardo Rodriguez hosts Uh, Jose Quintana and the White Sox, a lefty-lefty battle there. And then the other 7-10 start in Cleveland. Excuse me, we have two more 7-10 starts. Cleveland, the Rays in town. Chris Archer against Trevor Bauer, a couple righties there. And then another righty-righty matchup in Detroit as Hisashi Iwakuma heads into town to take on Michael Fulmer and the Tigers. Eight oh five start in Texas. Cole Hamels hosts the Cincinnati Reds and Dan Straley, and then an 8-10 start in Minnesota. Lefty Adam Morgan takes on righty Kyle Gibson. And then we round out the night in Los Angeles, the City of Angels. A 10 o'clock start as Joe Ross, the righty, heads in to take on Julio Urias, or Urias, the lefty. Benny, let's jump right in. Got a lot to get to. Let's start with that day slate. 12-10 early start out in Miami. Uh, Adam Conley, the lefty, against John Gant, the righty. gant has been better than expected, I think. And Conley's one of those guys who, who will... You know, be bad one start and then no hit you for six innings the next start. So what are you thinking about this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to choose, this would probably be one of the better starts for Adam Conley. We know that this Braves team is filled with lefties in this lineup, and they do not hit left-handed pitching well at all. They are historically one of the worst teams that we've seen in a while against left-handed pitching. Historically low Woba, historically low ISO, historically low, you know, WRC+. plus. I mean, basically any metric you look at, this Braves team stinks against left-handed pitching. So Conley's actually in a pretty decent spot here. On the other side, I think you can look at some of these bats against uh, Gantt, especially some of the lefties. Um, you know, if Dietrich's up towards the top of the order, I like him. They've been putting Ichiro up there and, and dropping Dietrich to the seven hole, so that obviously makes him less attractive if that's the case uh, i think Kristen yelich is in a good spot you know Stanton's starting to hit now even though it's righty on righty which isn't his preferred split you know zuna's been having a good season again even though it's righty on righty he prefers hitting the lefties so i, I do actually like these marlin bats i think the marlins are going to put up some runs here today and i think conley's actually going to have a good start against atlanta so he he's a sneaky option that you can look at
1: I feel the same way. One thing to keep in mind: if you're playing on Fanduel, you can only get that Atlanta Miami game in the early slate. Excuse me, the all-day slate. Uh, the early slate starts at 105, so you cannot get it as part of that early slate. So just keep that in mind. So if you're doing an all-day all, all day slate, is really your only option to get this game in. Having said that, let's move on to 105 and the games that are part of that early slate as well as obviously the all-day slate. Uh, another uh, interesting pitching matchup here in New York is as your Yankees and CC Sabathia, who just keeps trucking along, taking on the – very talented righty John Gray, who is, has been really good on the road. Is this? Uh, but, but also some good bat options in this one. How are you kind of playing this one, Benny?
2: You know, I actually like the pitchers more than I like the bats. I mean, you, you hit the nail right on the head with Gray. You look at his numbers, and they're not all that great but when you look deeper into those numbers the splits between what he does on the ho- at home and what he does on the road you know he's a very good pitcher he just unfortunately has to throw half of his starts at home in course field and that really hurts his numbers his batting average against on the road is like 100 points lower than it is at home so you know i think he's in for a pretty good start here today um you know he's he he was like a top prospect he's a, he's a very good pitcher so I don't really see the Yankees putting up a ton of runs against them. They do have a lot of lefties to throw at them. So guys like McCann and Beltron, you know, Gardner and Ellsbury at the top of the order. If Ellsbury's in there again today, um, you know, I guess they're all in pretty decent spots. Then even Sabathia on the other side, Sabathia has pitched way better than I think a lot of people expected. You know, he's kind of reinvented himself. And I don't see a lot of bats on the Rockies that I want. The Rockies kind of struggle against left-handed bats anyway. The only two guys that I'd look at, you know, Nolan Arenado, obviously huge stud, right-handed bat. And then Trevor Story's been hitting left-handed uh, pitching pretty well. I'm not a guy who ever plays Ryan Rayburn because as soon as a right-handed reliever comes in, you know that Rayburn's going to the bench. So you're really only getting two or three at-bats out of him. I know he hits left-handed pitching well, but, you know, if he doesn't hit a home run for you in that first or second at-bat, you know, there's a good chance you might not even get a third from him. So, You know, the only two guys I'm really looking at are Arenado and Story on that side.
1: Yeah, I love the CC call. He's still only 7,600 on the early slate. And when, you know, you've only got six games there on that early slate. For 7,600, I I think that's a great deal. Uh, Obviously. Both offenses have the potential to put up runs, but even grade 8,100, I agree. I like the pitchers a lot in this one, and uh, you know my theory. Again, totally anecdotal. There is no evidence to back this up. I'm sure I could do it, but I haven't taken the time, but I do generally prefer pitchers in day-game getaways after four-game or or three-game sets. I generally feel like the pitchers show up more often than the hitters, but again, Anecdotal, so don't hold me to that.
2: Yeah, uh, well, you know what? There's actually probably some. There's actually probably a reason for that too, because a lot of times in the getaway game, you're also facing a lesser lineup. Great that's point, ben You know, you're that's right. where a lot of teams sit, guys. So
1: that's an you know. that's a very strong point. i Agree, and I also especially like them when it's like West Coast teams on the East Coast playing those early games, even though you know they're they're traveling a lot and their their time clocks are messed up anyway. I still like those spots. So, so I think CC at 7,600 is one of my favorite, favorite plays of that early slate. Benny, let's stay in New York. Head across town to Queens is uh, probably the best pitcher on the board, and maybe other than Clayton Kershaw, the best pitcher alive right now. Noah Syndergaard and the Mets hosting. Danny Duffy has been pretty solid for the Royals going up against a bad Mets lineup right now. Uh, another game for the pitchers, I'm assuming. Yeah,
2: I mean, I like both pitchers in this one, too. The Mets don't hit uh, left-handed pitching very well, especially without David Wright. He was one of their biggest bats against, you know, left-handed pitching. The only guy who really has pretty good numbers is uh, Jonas Cespedes, and then maybe like a Wilmer Flores a little little further on down if you're trying to save a little money further on down in the lineup. I think Flores is still a 2K option, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Um, he
1: was yesterday, so I will take a look real quick, but he's right around there.
2: Yeah, he, he would be the only other guy I'd consider, but I mean, Duffy's been good lately. He's been striking guys out, you know, limiting the damage against them, and it's a good pitcher's park in uh, in New York here, and plus, I think this is like the lowest total on a day. I think this is only like a six and a half total in this game, so, you know, I again, it's the pitchers. I mean, and Syndergaard, you know, if you don't know about Syndergaard, he's an absolute stud at this point, so you know, like you said, one of the best pitchers in the league. You know, I'm never taking bats against him unless I have to, and you know, I don't see any reason why I have to
1: here. Flores is 2,000 today at third base. Great call there. Batted sixth in the lineup yesterday. It does hit lefties well. Uh, and I agree. Look, Syndergaard at, at 10,900. I mean, that price might seem high. But when Arrieta's at 12,100, and I like Arietta, but, you know, I mean, I'm absolutely 100% of the time spending the 1,200 less and, and taking Syndergaard in this spot. Yep. Um, and then Duffy for 7,400 against the Week Mets lineup. I agree. I like both those pitchers a lot. And as we're seeing, like you said, and we'll see with this next game as well, it's really a, really a very uneven split with the pitching talent from the day slate to the night slate. All right, yeah. Benny, let's move on. 210 starting Houston. Another intriguing matchup with the pitchers. We got Matt Shoemaker and the Angels against the Astros. Matt Shoemaker, how about this one? I saw someone tweet this stat out. I wish I could remember the handle. I apologize. But in uh, Shoemaker's last 43 innings, he has 52 strikeouts and one walk. That's ridiculous. I, I, What do you do here, Benny? I mean, more pitchers, right? Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but I
2: like the pitchers in this game too. I mean, like you said, Shoemaker has been literally unreal over, like, his last four or five starts. So, you know, you look at this uh, this Houston team, and this Houston team, you know, very binary outcomes with them. They got a lot of guys who swing for the fences on every pitch. So, they're a team that can put up six or seven runs when they're hitting, and they're also a team that can strike out ten or eleven times. And with the way uh, you know, shoemaker's been pitching lately, I think this is probably more of the latter where, you know, he should have a pretty good game. He should rack up a couple K's and, you know, that eight thousand dollar price for what he's been giving you lately is not that bad. And then even on the other side, you know, you look at Lance McCullers. McCullers young guy coming up. Uh, you know, big strikeout guy, usually goes six or seven innings, has a little bit of a base on balls problem, but other than that, he's a really solid pitcher as well. You know, this this Angels lineup isn't really anything that scares me. Outside of Mike Trout, if you can afford him, not really any bats that I'm looking at over there either.
1: Right. Binary outcomes. I love that. See, that's why you come here to get that kind of analysis. I love it. Well said, sir. I would. I have not said something that smart in a very long time. Well, I mean, it,
2: if you look at them, they either strike out or they hit a home run. So no, it's, it's a great very, point. And, and one, it's
1: what, one or the other with yeah, them. Yeah, and it was what of, they did you know. last year, too. It's really they've like Jeff Lono has built a team there that is really one of the, you know, the most, you know, true three outcome team that we've seen.
2: Yeah. And, you know, people talk about it all the time. When Houston is playing, you do two things. You put in two tournament rosters, one tournament roster. You take the guy who's pitching against them in case it's one of those games where they strike out 10 times. And then you put a second tournament roster in where you stack all the bats up in case it's the game that they all decide to actually make contact and hit five or six home runs. And, you know, one way or another over the course of the season, you're probably going to win a couple times with, uh, you know, each of those two strategies.
1: Boom. It, that is sound advice. Let's just move on. 220 start we just talked about a minute ago. Uh, one of the other best pitchers in baseball and the other best pitcher pitching today, Jake Arietta and the Cubs, hosting the Cardinals and Micah Waka. I, is this a shot where maybe you take advantage of Waka who's struggled a bit recently?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would look at some of the, the Cubs' bats. The only problem you have is, you know, I like Arrieta too, and you're not going to fit Arrieta and the Cubs' bats on the same lineup because a lot of these guys are expensive, but is a, a reverse splits kind of guy, so I really like Chris Bryan in this game. I think Bryan is one of my favorite plays. He's a guy I've been trying to shoehorn into as many lineups as I can. But, I mean, you could also look at, you know, Anthony Rizzo's probably in a pretty good spot. I wouldn't mind the, you know, exposure to Ben Zobras here. You know, I would like it if I think you're going to wind up getting Miguel Montero, so you're probably going to get the lefty. But um, if Contreras, the rookie kid, and if you guys don't know about this kid yet, You know, the Cubs called up a rookie catching prospect. That's like minimum price on most of, you know, most of the sites. I think he was 2,500 yesterday on FanDuel. And this kid can actually hit. He's got some power. He's a a solid hitter in the minor leagues. Um, And so far, it's actually translated pretty well to the majors. So this might not be the day to use him. He might not be in there. I don't know if this is the perfect spot. But, you know, keep the name Contreras in your mind for for days going forward because he's a good salary saving option at catcher that has some upside.
1: Yeah, the Cubs actually are one of those teams that, right now, with the injuries and this and that, have a few of those really nice low end. Cheap options. Albert Amora, I think, was two thousand again yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Coghlan was leading off and only twenty five hundred. He'd probably lead off again today, I would think, against the righty, um, yeah. you know. And and then Baez, uh, you know, even though it's against the righty, you said they're reverse splits. Baez didn't play yesterday. I could see him being in the lineup. He's been hitting well as well, and also cheaped in that, you know, twenty in the twenty two to twenty five hundred range. So I really like the Cubs as some, you know, like you said, if you do go Arrieta, which is never a bad call, um, I, I think you can get some cheap cubs bats in there maybe have some nice options in it especially in a tournament uh all right benny 335 start out in oakland maybe finally an opportunity to get some bats in even though not the best bat options junior garrigan's daniel mengden what are you thinking about this one
2: yeah you know i mean mengden I don't really want to take a lot of the Milwaukee bats because they don't really hit right-handed pitching all that well. So Mangdon's not in the worst spot here. I don't think I'd use him because there's so many good pitchers on the mound today, but I also don't think it's, you know, there's a lot of bats I want to take against them. I mean, you probably want to look at the lefties against them. So, you know, Jonathan Valar switch hitter at the top of the order, maybe a scooter Gannett, um, if he's hitting up in the two hole, but outside of that, I mean, you know, I'm not really looking at any of these other guys over there. I wouldn't spend up for Braun today, and he would be the only other bat that I would really want to look at. And then for Oakland, you know, Junior Guerra, he hasn't been horrible either. Oakland, you know, this is surprising for me that the total in this game is eight because Oakland's not a place that you usually see a lot of runs. Guerra's been okay. Mangdon's been okay. I don't think anybody's really in a good spot. Against Guerra, you want lefties, so maybe a guy like Stephen Vogt. He's really the only lefty in that lineup that kind of scares me. I don't like Coco Crisp on top of the order, and the two best hitters have been Danny Valencia and Chris Davis. You know, Davis has some power against right-handed uh, pitching, so maybe as a one-off in the tournament. And Valencia has actually proven that he can hit righties since coming over from Toronto. So, you know, he's solid in the middle of that order. But other than Vogt, nothing really, you know, that I've been I've been using on a lot of my rosters here.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good call. The the really interesting that the the total is eight, because, again, not great offenses. Granted, the pitchers aren't great, but still Oakland, that big ballpark, that is interesting. It makes me think it might be worth taking a couple risks on a couple of A's or Brewers who are in the lineup. Again, also mm-hmm. a spot where, uh, you know, this is a 12-35 a game out in Oakland for us on the East Coast. So, like you mentioned before, maybe a shot where you see, Uh, uh, You know, some cheaper guys in the lineup who you might not originally expect in the lineup, whether it's Hernan Perez or whoever it is. Maybe there are some some cheap tournament options to take advantage of there as well. Mm -hmm. All right, Benny, uh, let's move on. We round out the day slate in Toronto. The 407 star J.A. Happ taking on Robbie Ray. A battle of lefties here who have both shown flashes uh, and also had some bad starts as well. But uh, what are you doing this one? Uh, Maybe some Toronto bats?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about nothing but pitching so far, so let's let's get to the fun part here. <laughs> well, real
1: all, quick, want... talking about Toronto Bats, I think it was like one week ago today, you asked the question, is Toronto a Fugazi offense? And they said, Benny, we are not.
2: Yeah, they definitely <laughs> heard me and went and put up about 50 runs since I made that comment. So, you know, this, this offense is hot right now. But like I said, I like the Bats on both sides of this game. You got two lefties going up. And you got two teams that are filled with guys that can hit left-handed pitching. So, you know, Josh Donaldson, Edwin Encarnacion, they're both in play. Russ Martin is over there. Even Michael Saunders, although he's a lefty, he hits lefties well. So a lot of guys you can stack up and stack up in a bunch of different ways with that Toronto team. And then even on the other side of this game, you know, J.A. Happ's been a little bit better than Robbie Ray. But, you know, Goldsmith absolutely kills left-handed pitching. Uh, Beef Wellington Castillo kills (laughs) left-handed pitching. You know, you got guys, Yasmani Tomas, kills left-handed pitching. He was pretty cheap yesterday, too. I think he was only like 2.8 or 2.9. He's a little more expensive today. I think he's at like 3.2. But if you're looking for cheaper guys, I mean, you could have Ricky Weeks in there. Uh, this rookie kid that they have, Peter O'Brien, that they called up. You know, he's got some pop in his bat. He's yeah, a guy he homered that's yesterday, a big prospect. Yeah, he's had a couple of them this last week. So, you know, like I said, I think... We talked about pitching all morning with the early slate. This is the game where I want bats, you know, nine and a half over on there. The game's in Toronto, great hitters ballpark. So I'm okay with bats on either side of this game.
1: I feel the same way. Get your Toronto bats in, you know, all those righties. E5 has been, you know, white, white hot. Obviously he's not going to be cheap, uh, but, but I'm with you. I think that, you know, especially if you're playing an early slate, like we talked about, there's so many good pitching options. This is a game to take advantage of the bats. All right, Benny, before we move into that night slate, let me remind everyone that MLB season is here. That means the Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to fandle.com because building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees started just a dollar. Anyone can play and you can use our things like binary outcomes. Go in with the binary outcome (laughs) plan that Benny has outlined today and and you can make some money. So join over 1 million other users who've already won money. It's never too late to join. Come play with me and Benny every day over at FanDuel.com. Just go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner to use my code RWPOD to sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free 6 month rotowire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must use my code RWPOD for $60 in value for just $25. Over $60 for $25. That's a steal. You gotta use my code RWPOD over at FanDuel.com where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel. F-A-N-D-U-E-L. Dot com sign up today. All right, Benny, seven games or excuse me, eight games on the night slate. Let's knock him out. Seven five start. Time to talk some more bats, Benny, as we get in this one. Eric Johnson says against Ubaldo Jimenez. Jimenez, uh they've talked about taking out of the rotation. I think he gave up like six runs and got an out in his last outing and and Johnson is uh ripe for the picking as well. Uh Baltimore bats, San Diego bats, you starting everybody you know, it, it's tough
2: for me with San Diego because they don't hit right-handed pitching all that well. So the only guy that I'm really looking at is Will Myers. He's been hot lately, and he's actually starting to hit right-handed pitching a lot better. His numbers against righties are looking better lately and, and this season than they did last season. I, I do feel like starting a lot of the Baltimore bats, though. I think Chris Davis is in a great spot. Uh, you know, Eric Johnson is a guy has a huge fly ball percentage allowed. So... Moving from San Diego to Baltimore and giving up a lot of fly balls, that's going to translate into home runs. So Davis being the best uh, left-handed bat against right-handed pitching, I love him today. Um, I think Jonathan Scope is somebody else that that is in play, especially if he's hitting in the five hole with Machado out. You know, I like Trumbo. I like Adam Jones. I think you can stack all those guys up. You know, even uh, Su Kim, not a guy that has a lot of home run upside, but, you know, I expect him to be on base and getting some hits here today. So, I really like this Baltimore team. Definitely looking at a lot of these Baltimore bats. The only other bet I'd really look at besides uh, Myers over on the Padres. You can look at Kemp, but he's a little pricey. I don't love the matchup. Then Garvis Salarte is still pretty cheap if you're looking for somebody to throw in there.
1: Yeah, I'll give you one more just as a, uh, you know, Flyer tournament play, save money and spread money around. Travis Jankowski was batting leadoff yesterday against the righty. I would guess he would bat leadoff again today if he's in the lineup. Mm. Lefty, you know, uh, has been okay against rights. Isn't very good, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Ubaldo is so bad that uh, a lefty batting leadoff against him, uh, in my mind, could be worth a shot. Oh, and you know
2: what? I forgot I forgot to mention this guy, but um, they also called up a kid named Ryan Shrimp uh, he's a third baseman and he's like mint price for for San Diego has a little bit of home run upside And he is a lefty so going up against the a guy with some home run upside it, it is interesting too So if you're looking for a punt or if you see his name higher up in the order than like sixth or seventh where he's been batting lately I think he could be worth a flyer as well
1: Another seven five start in Pittsburgh is the Giants are in town Jeff Samarja taking on Liriano Francisco Liriano Liriano Has struggled of late, and Samarja the opposite. Uh, And that Pirates offense has been really bad. Uh, Is this a chance where you you ride Samarja?
2: Yeah, I mean, my problem with Samarja is he's not really a high strikeout guy. So he's not going to get to a huge score because he basically has like 75 strikeouts in 90 innings this year, which isn't bad, but it's not the kind of guy I want to pay up 10K for. So he's a little pricey, but I agree with you. I think he has a pretty good game. You know, Pittsburgh's been struggling. I don't really like a lot of the bats over on their side today. And then uh, against Liriano, I mean, Liriano, right-handed bats have always hit him better. But this year, right-handed bats have been killing him. Uh, Hitting 275 with a home run every five innings or so. There's not a lot of big right-handed bats right now on the San Francisco team with some of the injuries to guys like Duffy and Pence. So really, Posey's probably the best one. And even he has the hamstring injury. He's been a little banged up lately. So... Outside of Posey, I'm not looking at any bats here.
1: Yeah, I have a very similar feeling about this one. Um, and, and Samarjo, I like, but for 9,800, I don't love. Uh, and again, Liriano, especially that Giants offense where they put up uh, 15 runs last night, they're hitting a little mm-hmm. bit. So I like that call. 7-10 start in uh, Boston. A couple of struggling lefties. One really struggling is uh, Jose Quintana in town taking on Eduardo Rodriguez, who, you know, looked like, you know aces last year at times and struggled some but um has has really not regained his form yet uh i know the white Sox not the best offense but are are there any righty bats in there you want to get in against eduardo
2: oh yeah i mean i have no problem using the rookie tim anderson on top of the order for them uh they designated uh jimmy rollins your old philly boy for assignment Uh, so You know, Anderson's playing every day, and he's leading off for them. Uh, Right-handed bats have been doing well against Rodriguez this year, so I like Anderson. I really like Todd Frazier. You know, Todd Frazier's a guy. Rodriguez has been giving up home runs to right-handed bats this year, which is really what's been killing his ERA and stuff early on here. Uh, Frazier is a big right-handed bat against left-handed pitching. 366 wOBA since last year, 340 ISO score, which is huge. So he's somebody I definitely want some exposure to. Um, And then even Jose Abreu's been hitting a little better, so you can look at him as well. And then, honestly, Quintana's been solid this year, but, you know, Mookie Betts, good right-handed bat, Pedroia, good right-handed bat, Xander Bogarts absolutely kills left-handed pitching, you know, Hanley Ramirez hits lefties, well, not an easy lineup for him to have to navigate through here in Boston, so staying away from most of the pitching, and I think there are definitely some uh, right-handed bats on both sides I wouldn't mind using.
1: Yeah, I feel very similarly there. Um, you know, I, I think that you kind of have, until we see Eduardo Rodriguez actually do it, he's been so bad, and righties have just been destroying him that I, I think you're just obligated to get some of those guys in your lineup tonight. Mm-hmm. Quintana, on the other hand, you know, 8,800, I, I can't use him against that Boston lineup, even though it hasn't been as good lately with Betts and Bogarts and all those righty-bats, I and Hanley, I just get scared. I, I'm... I lean a similar way there with you. Uh, 7-10 start in Cleveland. Another interesting pitching matchup here as we've got Chris Archer in the race taking on Trevor Bauer and the Indians. Bauer has been really good lately. Uh, Where are you leaning in this one?
2: You know, it's funny because on, on different sites, these two guys are priced completely differently. So over here on FanDuel, I actually like Bauer a little more because this Rays team has a high strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. They don't have a lot of good left-handed bats. They don't hit right-handed pitching well at all. So I actually like Bauer here at 8,100 versus Archer at 94. Now, Archer's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde. One day he can go out there and strike out 10 guys and look dominant. The next game he goes out there and walks six batters and doesn't even get through the fourth inning. So... If you're if you're thinking of using Archer, I would tell you only in GPPs. But I really do like Bauer. He's actually one of the pitchers that I have on my on my short list for tonight. He's favored in this game. He's at home, and like I said, there aren't any bats on Tampa Bay that really profile well against them. I don't like Miller. I don't like uh, Logan Morrison. I'm not a big fan of Corey Dickerson. Um, so there's not really much there. And then on the other side against against Archer, I think you can look at Kipnis. I like him a lot, especially against right-handed pitching. And then also, if uh, Tyler McQuinn is in there, you know, he's been hitting pretty well. So he gives you, like, a, a pretty cheap option that you could roll out there. Another left-handed bat outfielder that uh, has been doing some work in, in limited at-bats so far for the uh, Cleveland Indians.
1: Yeah, that Indians, I mean, the Indians have just been winning games and playing well. But that lineup, uh, a bunch of nobodies that's really, you know,. Finding a way to get it done. So I, I like that call there. I, I like, uh, obviously, Kipnis any time against, against a righty is a solid play. Um, Chisholm has been decent here and there. But but I really like the Bauer call. I'm with you 100%. I mean, he's only 8,100, uh, you know, in that nice yeah. slate. That's a real cheap. Yeah, that's a nice price against a, a really struggling Tampa offense that is significantly better against left-handed pitching. You know, Steve Pierce is hurt. Um, so – uh, I really like that call. Bauer, actually one of my favorite uh, pitching values on the day. Uh, all right, last of our seven ten starts in Detroit. Another interesting name here is as Seattle is in town, Asashi Akuma taking on the Tigers and Michael Fulmer. Fulmer, after a couple rough starts, has been like kind of lights out since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, priced at uh, a very affordable 8000 uh, Another one of my favorites, I think, today. How are you kind of looking at this matchup?
2: Yeah, and Fulmer's last six games, four games he's gone out there and hasn't given up a run in, like, five, six, seven innings. And then in the other two games, he only gave up one run. So he's given up two runs in his last six starts, you know, going about six innings each start. So he's been really, really good. And he has some strikeout upside as well. So, I, you know, 8K is a good price. My problem with him here is you look at him at 8K going up against a Seattle offense, that's pretty solid. You know, you got... Guys like Cano and Seager, left-handed bats that can hit. Um, you know, Fulmer has given up all six of his home runs to right-handed bats. So you put some power bats like Deho Lee and, you know, Nelson Cruz in the middle of that order too. I don't think it's an, as easy a spot for Fulmer as it is for Trevor Bauer, who's basically $100 more. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm leaning, which is the only reason why I don't like Fuller more, because he is one of the better options on the day, I think. Um, but like I said, that Seattle offense can put up some runs. And then on the other side against Iwakuma, I love Victor Martinez. Like, just lock Victor Martinez in as your catcher today if he's playing. 6-12 lifetime against Iwakuma with two home runs. You know, Iwakuma struggles with the home run and with left-handed bats. V-Mart's the only left-handed bat there, so he's the guy that profiles the best. I love him as a catcher option today. Definitely using him. And then Miguel Cabrera is always in play for me as well as, you know, first base option. At 4.3K, though, I'd probably only use him in a tournament. He'll be low owned. And, you know, this is a guy that three for nine lifetime against Iwakuma with the home run, 417 Woba, 222 ISO and righty on righty matchups. You know, he's always a guy that could go yard twice in a game and, and help you win a tournament and iwakuma is a guy that does give up the long ball
1: agree a hundred literally with everything you said i love v mart he's at three thousand. he's really just been consistently in that 2800 to like 3100 range for a really long time and i don't get it because the dude yeah. doesn't have to catch and 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 he's betting like 320 or whatever. i mean it's just every night the dude goes out and gets it done and i just don't get it i don't get why he's not and, up and there he's with catcher cozy.
2: Yeah, and he's catcher-eligible, which there aren't a lot of good hitting catchers in the league. So he's a guy that I've played an absolute ton this year on FanDuel, and I'm going to keep doing it as long as he stays catcher-eligible.
1: Me too. He keeps winning money. And again, like I said, all he has to do is go hit. You you know, that's such a big advantage. Um, So I love it, and and agree with your thoughts on Fulmer as well. I, I like him. Maybe I'll throw him in a in a lineup or two, but I I would rather spend that extra 100 and and just get Bauer in a better matchup. All right, 8.05 start. we got three games left on the slate. Texas, as the Cole Hamels has had a really nice year for the Rangers, hosting the Cincinnati Reds. And Dan Straley, are going to get some bats up against Straley, I think?
2: Yeah, you know, right-handers have actually been the ones that have been hitting them harder. The thing I like about taking bats against Cincinnati, though, is even after Straley comes out of the game, you get that horrendous bullpen in there. So you're going to get an that bat or two against that bullpen. Straley's a guy who doesn't ever go past, like, the fifth inning anyway. So every bat in this uh, Texas order is going to get to hit at least once or twice against one of the worst bullpens in, you know, baseball right now. I, I like the righties a little more. Guys like Profar and Beltre, I think, are in play. You know, Chu and Mazzara up on top of the order, they're both pretty cheap, right around the 3 k mark. You know, Chu has been, um, you know, really solid since coming back. Mazar is one of my favorite young players. So I like a lot of those bats. I'm not really looking to take too many bats against Hamels. I also don't want to take Hamels, though. At, at 10K, I'd just rather, you know, save the $2,000 and pay up for bats and, you know, go down and get a guy like a Fulmer or a Bauer. Um, so I'm not looking at a lot of bats on Cincy. I think. Uh, Cozart is in a decent spot, 6-15 lifetime against Hamels from his Philly days, 394 Woba, 284 ISO against, uh, you know, left-handed pitching. So he's really the only guy I'd look at.
1: Yeah, I agree. I love those Texas outfield bats. I mean, Chew at 3,000 and Mazzara at 2,900. Like, again, you know, Mazzara, we talked about it last week, has just been consistently, consistently priced in that range despite consistently hitting um so I love that. And Chew has been batting leadoff against righties. so you gotta like that for three thousand as well against a, a poor Dan Straley. Eight ten start in Minnesota. Uh now we got some pitchers to take advantage of here, it looks like. Adam Morgan the left against Kyle Gibson the righty, both not good pitchers. Uh not good offenses either though, so where can you find some value here?
2: Yeah, I mean both of these guys are garbage. So any <laughs> bats that, any <laughs> bats that you wanna take you can put in there. The problem is both of these lineups are garbage too. So <laughs> I mean, you know, even against a left-handed pitcher with all these right-handed bats, there's really nobody on Minnesota that profiles all that well. You know, if you want to go with guys like Dozier or Grossman or, you know, Eduardo Nunez is probably the best bat, and, you know, that should be telling you something right there. The one guy who I really like on uh, on Philly, though, you know, Odabel Herrera has just been really consistent, just getting on base, getting hits for you. He can steal the base. He can score a run. He has a little bit of home run pop every now and then, too, so... You know, Odubel is the one guy that I want. I know Franco had a good game yesterday, but he's kind of been struggling. So I-, I can't get myself to pull the trigger on any of the bats in this game, although I think both of these pitchers are horrible. And if either one of them was going up against a good offense, I would have that offense stacked up. I just, I, you know, I mean, they scored, what, 25 runs in that game yesterday? I, I don't see how they're going to do that again. These are two teams that don't normally put up anywhere near that many runs.
1: Yeah, it is 14 to 14-10 yesterday. I'm with you. Both offenses are bad. The Phillies offense has been, like, close to historically bad uh, over the last month plus. Um, but, but one bat, one name you kind of mentioned in passing that really stands out to me is Robbie Grossman. Uh, he has been dynamite against lefties. Uh, 446 Woba, 282 ISO. Uh, he's really killed lefties, obviously a switch hitter, so he's been better from a, excuse me, a right-handed hitter, so better from that side of the plate. Um, so, no, he is a switch hitter. I was right the first time, but it has been better against lefties. So for 3,000, I think there's a lot of value there against Morgan, who's, who's just bad. Uh, and obviously, I, I love the audible call. He's always in that 35 to 3,700 range. I think he's 35 today, so I think that's a, a great value. He'll, he will get you numbers against Kyle Gibson. All right, last game of the night, 10 o'clock start. Uh, a little more interesting pitching matchup than the last few. Uh, we got Joe Ross taking on Julio Urias as the Nats are in town against the Dodgers. Urias looked a lot better in his last outing, and Joe Ross has been uh, pretty consistent. What, what do you think about this one, Ben? Yeah, I actually
2: don't like either one of these pitchers here today. And I I, I think Urias is a little expensive. I I actually like him. Like, I watched him pitch the last two times he went out there. The kid is good. He's got some strikeout stuff. The problem is they're only letting him throw 85 pitches. So the one game they pulled him in the fourth inning. He has seven strikeouts in each of his last three games. Seven, seven, and eight, I think, in his last three games. So there's obviously upside there. But if they're not going to let him go more than 85 pitches, I can't pay up for this guy. So... He's kind of out, but I'm also not really looking at a ton of bats on the other side. You know, Wirth and Zimmerman both hit uh, right-handed, left-handed pitching very well, so they could be in play, you know, as well, even lefty-on-lefty matchup. So, you know, I could see using those three bats, but they're kind of expensive, and Urias has been good. And then on the other side, you know, Joe Ross lights out the right-handed bats. So a guy like Turner, as hot as he's been, or Trace Thompson, uh, you know, Yasiel Puig, those guys are completely out for me. But left-handed bats do do really well against Ross. So really like Corey Seager in there. You know, I, I, I haven't used Adrian Gonzalez almost at all this year. There's just not a lot of upside left with him at this point. You know, maybe a Jock Peterson for a tournament if you're looking for, a, you know, an upside play that can get you a home run. But Seager's really the one bat that I definitely want out of this game. And I know people are going to talk about both of these pitchers, but I'm not using either one of them tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Urias, uh, you know, I get... The pro- like you said, he just doesn't pitch enough innings. I think mean, he's 7200 or 7400. It's a good price, but uh, you're just not getting enough value there, especially in a game where it's not, you know, an obvious win or anything like that. Obviously, you can never predict wins, but um, I agree with you. I like Peterson at 3200 as a tournament play. I thought that was a nice call, but um, otherwise, I, I, otherwise, very, very similar thoughts there, Benny. That's gonna do it. A, ni- a nice full slate. We went a little long today. Uh, look forward to talking again tomorrow, brother.
2: Yeah, sounds good. Well, uh, I think we have a shorter slate tomorrow, so we'll be able to talk a little more about each game and, uh, you know, still keep it under a half hour.
1: There we go, Benny. We we will do our best. Either way, we're giving you good knowledge. Binary outcomes. Come on. You're not going to hear anything better than that today. I'm telling you. (laughs) All right. We appreciate it. it. It's the truth. There it is. This was, was the MLB Daily Rotowire DFS podcast for uh, Wednesday, June 22nd. Benny and I will be back with you tomorrow. We can't wait. In the meantime, go out. Good luck.
3: Win some money. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.